Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21 of the Freshly Baked Crackers. Uh, we will be talking about our uh, our weekend at Lufest. Uh, we were supposed to do some on-site stuff and it didn't really happen, so this is going to be our roundup. And uh, this episode, as always, is brought to you by Wolf Tracks T-shirts and designs. Um, you know, kick-ass homemade art, really badass clothing, really cool stuff. Uh, the dude does original things for you. Give him a call, Mr. Steve Likens at 910-538-2474. Uh, and, uh, you know, check him out on the Facebook page. Look at the art stuff that he's done. The dude's a, a kick-ass drawer. It's, it's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, here we go with uh, episode 21, doing the Fest Roundup, talking about it. That got recorded, so that's awesome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Freshly Baked Crackers podcast. And uh, as you could hear uh, from the beginning, Ian is uh, in fucking goofball mode right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but welcome to episode number 21 of the podcast. I am Josh. I'm Ian. And we are here to talk to you guys this week about Lufest, um, yeah. which, I mean, it really doesn't matter what Lufest is. That it's not that you didn't go. It's really just a review of a lot of people who are playing live shows a lot, playing festivals a right. lot of. Uh, so we got to see a lot of stuff. Lufest is a two day festival. Um, unlike uh, a lot of festivals, it is not a camping festival. Uh, I guess Lollapalooza isn't either. It's, right. So you, uh, it's the people who put on Lollapalooza and Austin City Limits Festival. Uh, and this is like their smaller festival that they do now. Right. So um, not not as big. Uh, size wise or talent wise, as a uh, as like a Lollapalooza where somebody like Paul McCartney would headline. Right here at Lufest, we got the Avid Brothers and Hosier as our two headliners. Um, but besides those differences, it just being a smaller size uh, festival in scale and talent, it is a really cool little festival. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's very clean. Um, the free water situation is done really well. That's yeah, a really cool idea. I like um, that a lot. Everything, I mean, I do feel like, I feel like there was a huge influx in people this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we had been talking about the whole time, that it, like, last year, uh, everybody that had bought tickets showed up for uh, Outcast. Outcast. Yeah. And this year, all the people that bought tickets showed up for the whole weekend. So, it really did feel more shoulder to shoulder. And, of course, I, I'm i still thinking that maybe when they rearrange the stages that they made yeah. it a little smaller as sure. well. I really feel like it's a smaller well, area than it was before. The, the, there are four stages at Lufest. Yeah. Um, and they did move one stage from one side of the festival to the other. Yeah, completely dramatic. It used to sit behind the main stage, which mm-hmm. means if you sat at it and were listening to music, the main stage was facing the same direction that that stage was, so you weren't hearing it. Right. It was shooting behind you. Yeah. Now it's facing. Yeah. The two stages face one another, and it's there's it was terrible bleed over. Oh, really bad. Uh, that was like my biggest complaint the entire weekend uh, was just that 
I mean, that was a problem. The the thing that really I noticed was when when we were seeing uh, the brothers Landreth okay. on the uh, on this. I think it was the second day. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Wives were across the field, and I've had a lot of people ask me what I thought about Mr. Wives, and I'm like, they'd probably be cool if they weren't fucking bleeding into the brothers Landreth the whole time. Right. Like, it was the middle of the day. I was ready I for a nap. I felt bad and I mean, for some of the bands, and especially like with that one, the the Landreth set was like a really quiet, subdued sure. sort of band. That poor uh, band that was back there playing during Billy Idol. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's kind of rough. And and the thing, like, the whole time we're sitting there, we're like, that must be at the Bud Light stage just around the corner. It was the stage on the other side of the field. Yeah. But because of the way they had it set up, you well, could just hear it so well. with the main stage and the smallest stage mm-hmm. are two of the stages set across from each other. Yeah. So it's like the smallest PA, right. the smallest everything <laughs> yep. is competing with the biggest. The biggest, yeah, exactly. So some fucking poor band you know like coin right is over there playing on the small stage who are trying to make it and at the same time brandon flowers is running through <laughs> some hits by the killers right with a sound system that's like fucking 10 times the yeah. size of the one that they have on the little stage so exactly like the first hundred feet from the stage you're with that band. Right, right. And then after that, you're kind of with two bands. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was really funny because even the smaller stage uh, was still picked up quite because yeah. of the way that... I mean, Pokey sure. Lafarge at one point was like, hey, those guys are playing horns too. Maybe we should play together. Like, it's really fucked up when the people on the stage can hear it. You know, I mean, that really has to mess your performance up in some way or at least fucking piss you off. You know, that was another thing I was thinking about as the Landers playing. I'm like, these guys have to be pissed. Sure. Like, I'm pissed. Like, they have to fucking be able to hear this. They're it's up here trying to play a good soul thing. crushing. Yeah. When you're the little, when you're the smaller of the two right. bands. Even if the smaller stage is bleeding into your main stage set, you're still Umphreys McGee. Right, <laughs> right. You're yeah, still, exactly. You're still going to play your blistering solos. Tomorrow night, you're going to play in front of another huge crowd. Right. But for a lot of these festival bands, this is their first chance to get to play in front of people who don't know them. Right, exactly. Play play outside. Like, when I saw the Mowgli's there, they played the fucking second stage. Right. There was a lot of people out there that yeah. year. And then you go see them and they play the Firebird. <laughs> right, right, you know, exactly. Like, that was a chance for them to get a to, lot to of fans. To blow up, yeah. yeah. And it's, I feel like that's kind of shitty. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think that they did it on purpose. No, but no, like, no. I guarantee you next year the stage is going to get moved back to right, the right. stage is going to get moved back to where it was Because it wasn't a problem last year no. at all. You know, we didn't have that issue whatsoever. We were over there to Lena Royale or whatever mm-hmm. her name is, Alana Royale. Yeah. And like, she's fucking getting it. Yeah. And no one and no one said, oh, the fucking main stage, you can hear that stage. Right. Yeah, we would hear, we would sit, when Roadkill Ghost Choir was so fucking loud, I couldn't get yeah. near the stage. <laughs> right. But when we left and went to the main stage, you couldn't hear them. They were fine. Yeah. It's also kind of down a hill. Yeah, that's true. That, that they is... had a really good setup with that last yeah. year. I don't know why they fucked with it. I don't know either. It had to probably be something to do with, like, I don't know, the way that they get the permits or something. I, I can't imagine yeah. that they would just go, well, hey, what if we put the two stages facing each other? That's got to sound really good, right? Like, Well, it's almost like they were just like, let's try four corners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which it's, is kind of a cute idea, but yeah. it, it didn't help spread people apart either, you know? No. Still very shoulder to shoulder. Um, but, uh, you know, that one of the biggest complaints I kept hearing is that, that it wasn't a good lineup this year. But I think it's just people, a lot of people are more hesitant to learn about new music than we and are. And I think, like, people don't understand what I was talking about earlier about it. It's a smaller festival. Right, right. It's not, you're not going to, I mean, Outcast last year was kind of an anomaly. Yeah, yeah, The definitely. thing is with Outcast is, ever since Outcast was nobody, when they were just coming up, they've gotten a lot of fucking love from St. Louis. Right, right. And they give a lot of love back to St. Louis, and the whole thing with Michael Brown had just happened. Right. They weren't going to miss playing in St. Louis, and yeah. they were only playing festivals. Yeah. So their choice was Lufus. They did a really small amount of shows during so the tour. That so that year, we got a fucking Coachella <laughs> Right, you know, that exactly. Was, that's a big deal. But like, 
people have to understand this festival is not going to get that every year. No, 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 you, not at all. You're going to need to get excited about. And the it's Ava still pretty Brothers. new, really, in the sure. in, in the grand scheme of things. But I mean, for when you look back, but... Arctic Monkeys, right? They've, they were a Coachella headliner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Killers. Yeah. This year they just struck out on the headliner situation yeah. with Hosier. I, I still think that, like we were talking about before, somebody else was supposed to play yeah. that headline, and we had originally uh, theorized that it was Kendrick, you know, possibly yeah. because he'd been playing all these things. But I think Ludacris was supposed to originally be the headliner. It and my thought it. of that is because he kept saying that that night he had to fly into New York to do another show. Another show. So I imagine that they probably switched his schedule around in order to make that happen. That yeah. kind of makes a lot more sense that he would be the main headliner, especially well, with the big hip-hop act last year. Being as being the people that were there and knowing the energy of the crowd, it definitely seemed like it didn't make sense. No, no. It didn't make sense to go from hit after hit of right. all these and it's hip hop songs right right and it's ludicrous it's a, it's a songs. fucking party Chris, ludicrous doesn't have you know there is this kind of hip hop that's like crying your beer <laughs> right like yeah crying your beer country <laughs> yeah exactly it ain't ludicrous ludicrous songs. is not yeah ludicrous songs are about you know I'm gonna punch someone's lights out he's, <laughs> right he's usually partying or fucking getting into it right exactly you know? like and uh, like he, so it was a party vibe, yeah. and it was just song after song that if you're a fan of hip hop music, you're like fuck yeah, I you're know this have a good one, time. Fuck right? Yeah, I know this <laughs> exactly. one. And then afterwards, Hozier has to come out there and sing his fucking sad R and B songs. <laughs> right, and it's just like, and a lot of people don't understand like the use of R and B. Everyone just thinks R and B is Black Street, right? And, uh, That's why I keep calling it actual rhythm and blues. I don't say R and B because it does yeah. confuse people, you know, but. Uh, yeah, it is more of a soulfully thing. It's, yeah, you know, it's very it's, it's soul music blues, as much as it is blues rhythm and soul. Blues, yeah, yeah, you know. It's a, but like that was, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's fucked up to be Hozier. Right. And just be like, all right, guys, here we go. Are you ready? I just imagine that he talks to the people in the band <laughs> like this. <laughs> He's like, all right, guys, you ready? And it's like across <sighs> the lawn, you say, boom, 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 stand up. And like, this is what I have to, I have to go take people right. to church. Well, and that's the thing is that ludicrous. even if he wanted to play all of his, his more fun songs, because he does have some pretty upbeat stuff on that, that first album, uh, you know. Uh, the only album. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the only album yeah, again, guy, which is really weird. He's a fucking headliner. Yeah, with one, with one album. album. Yeah, uh, I mean he's he is huge right now, but I mean uh, so is Ed Sheeran. Where the sure. fuck is he? You know, come on, like Ed Sheeran though, man, that dude's at least on a second album. Yeah, he's been doing it for a, at least a minute, but um, that motherfucker, I like. He's I I'm not I'm not gonna lie. That song, the A Team, is a guilty pleasure song. Yeah, I fucking love that song. Yeah, but I don't know anything else about Dude, that the first album. That. Is, is fucking awesome. I know the song after it too, right? Yeah. Because it runs into it, you know. <laughs> right. So I know I want to be drunk when I wake up. I know that one. I a really bit. liked his first album a lot. But like, I am super surprised at like that motherfucker is enormous. Yeah, he is. He's enormous. He's a big deal. Just like seeing on Facebook, people I fellow know, ginger too. Who, I like, that. yeah, mm-hmm. who like had gone to the show and right. like posted pictures of it. And it's like. Fuck, these are like Taylor Swift size right. shows, which is his best friend. Yeah, exactly. That probably but helps. Like, well, his album sells also help. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, well, I mean, he's a good, he's got a hell of a voice and he's a great yeah. guitarist, you know. And the, he's an interesting music musician, yeah. too. Like, is, there's the hip hop thing that he has in, throughout his music is really, it's really interesting. really fascinating, yeah. Uh, and he, he and, uh, and, uh, Hozier too that uh, there's a thing I think it might be uh, the Abbey Road uh, show that's on right now mm-hmm. where people do like an acoustic set and a small little thing sure and uh, both, well, they just they just recorded Abbey Road studio. yeah yeah uh, both of theirs are fucking great nice they're really really cool the My Morning Jacket uh, one from a few years ago is fucking yeah? outstanding there's a Damien Rice one yeah yeah there's um, a lot of good people. Do you remember there things. used to be a show on IFC called From the Basement? Yeah. Fuck, was yeah. that a great show? <laughs> that was awesome. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you'd, tune God. In, you'd tune in some week and it'd be like, it'd be two performers usually, yeah. or three maybe, and it'd go back and forth between them doing right. their performances. And like, 
I remember seeing Radiohead, Tom York mm-hmm. Solo, mm-hmm. Damian Rice, The White Stripes, yeah. The Strokes. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and then like uh, uh, the Shins, right? There's one with them, Eels. Yeah, is, and like, <laughs> and the, it's just shot amazingly. Yeah, it was that was such a fucking that was good a really show. neat show. Yeah, I have seasons uh, to bring that shit back. Yeah, the, they probably do. There's probably yeah, there's probably way more seasons of them. We're just we like just talking about this show in nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, guys, Brandon Flowers just did an episode of it. <laughs> Us no cable having motherfuckers. Um, the radio had they got their own episode. Oh, nice. They did like they a got whole to do their own basement. Thing. It was cool. awesome. That's fucking cool. Um, but anyway, back to Lou Fest. So yeah. let's start with with day one. Okay. Now, a disclaimer to everyone out there listening. I did not get to... I had to work over the weekend, so I right. didn't get to Lufest until about 3.30. Uh, those of you who uh, follow our Twitter uh, was annoyed to shit by me being there all day, both days. Yeah, Ian would get uh, there at noon or one yeah, like when it starts. Right I there. wouldn't get there until about 3.30. Yeah, just, so I was jamming the entire time. So there's going to be a few bands that Ian... I don't know what their show was like. Well, like I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that... that while there are a bunch of things in between that I thought were really fucking good, one band stood out to me, and I hope that they get fucking huge, and it's uh, Koa. Okay. They are Koa, not KOA, which is what a lot of people kept correcting us at right. school about. Uh, they are Koa. Uh, they just like cap- the wood. Right. They just, are they from Hawaii? No. Uh, ten- Hawaiian They're from wood. Tennessee. Interesting. Oh, okay. uh, well, a lot of them are from Tennessee. Their guitarist, who was fucking incredible, he was a lefty, which I always love anyway. Uh, and he played with a really interesting picking style. He's the guy we were talking about that probably trained with flamenco, and right. now he's doing electric guitar. He's from L.A. Okay. And then the guy who really stood out to me is what made the band as fucking fun as it was was their saxophone player. He's from St. Louis. Okay. And uh, he looked like Chuck Mangione. I didn't really get that reference, but he uh, he was a flugelhorn player that shows up in King of the Hill, uh, which is fucking fantastic. We had a big beard and yellow uh, blazer, but he played a soprano, an alto, and a tenor sax, as well as a flute, and at one point played two saxes at the same time. I've seen Jeff Carr often uh from the dave matthews band play do the, two do the two. it's it's yeah. a it's a pretty fucking cool thing to see it and it really it doesn't make that great of a sound honestly because you're really not going to get a super he great was, but it's he was playing harmonies oh really where he'd be Woof. playing yeah yeah so they'd be playing and like dude was Jeff, good with coffee we couldn't really hear him as good on that real saxophone players yeah. in the world though he's a classically trained jazz saxophonist oh, okay who played with Bella Fleck? Okay, and the Fleck tones for right. years with Victor Wooten and shit oh, like that. I didn't and know then that. Uh, once Leroy Moore from Dave Matthews Band, their original uh, saxophone player, right? When he died, they actually replaced. They took two people to replace him. Oh my God! So they replaced him with Jeff Coffin right. and Rashawn Ross, who was the saxophone player from Lettuce. Oh, okay, who we saw last right, year. Yeah, at was he was awesome. their original trumpet player. Oh, okay. So he came in because he can sing all the backup stuff and play horn. Nice. And then Jeff Coffin can play all the sax parts. Right. So they had it took two people oh, to that's replace crazy. the guy. Um, but yeah, Jeff Coffin. Yeah. Oh. I gotta well, look. I, mean, I gotta once, look. Once it's like I really don't like, know much about you know Dave and all this stuff anyway. So I don't either. Uh, I do, I guess, but especially for my wife, <laughs> right, right. such a big fan. But like. I've seen them with the Flectones. Oh, like, right. There's stuff where just like they're, it's just like their drummer and Victor Wooten <laughs> being insane. Right. And Jeff Coffin. And like the way those two, like if you can play that well with Victor Wooten, <laughs> you're an incredible musician. Right. Like just this improv that they're doing back and forth with each other. I've got it on DVD. I'll show it's you something. Yeah, I can watch that. But anyway, um, back to but back yeah, to Lufest. Koa was fucking sick. Like they were really cool. I've read a lot about uh, Koa. They're, they're, an, they're big. They're getting a lot of They're getting a lot of cool. making a lot of, Excuse me, waves. Cool. Uh, yeah, I Which really waves didn't actually play at the right. festival. <laughs> right. Yeah, I want to see more of them. They were really, really uh, fucking jamming. Um, 
a lot of the stuff, honestly, between them and when you got there on Saturday was kind of like, I don't want to say forgettable because it really wasn't. But well, it's a I super also, undercard. Yeah, you know, I also don't really. I mean, uh, uh, Black Cadillacs was pretty cool. Um, I got there for Black Cadillacs. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you that's whenever I showed Cadillacs. up. It was right when Black yeah. Cadillacs were playing, and um, they're one of those bands that I'll tell you. Since I showed up and wasn't at the close to the stage when it started, and right. stuff, there was a way different show in the back of the uh, crowd than there was in the front of the really? crowd. Really? Yeah. They didn't sound that great. Yeah. Back where I was that, at. And then I got up where you were standing. I was like, these fuckers yeah. rock. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Uh, that was at Shade Stage, wasn't it? Yes. A no, lot that of, was BMI. Okay, that was BMI. That's right, right. Well, those two smaller stages, we were always complaining, especially at Shade, that like after a certain point, it just sounds like shitty. Yeah. It just, the speakers are not putting out enough. And or one of the things the, the Shade Stage is the trees. trees everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking it up. Um, that is one of the downsides of having a stage out in the trees and the shade. Yeah. But I mean, it's you know, it's got its upsides. Um, did you get to see Clockwork? No. Okay, Clockwork was pretty cool. They were a little more um, like kind of down. Like they were like sad more. Okay. Like I didn't know like if you the, meant the band. No, down. no, not like, like, not, like no, fuck, they, sludge no, metal. Okay. <laughs> no, they weren't really like sludge metal. They were like I don't know. They were just uh, they weren't quite of an upbeat band compared to a lot of the other stuff. They were a lot more grindy and, and yeah. And, uh, they also had some issues with their speakers early on. What sucks is like a first blown amp was with them. Yeah. Uh, and then didn't you say I know I got there and they never started. But didn't you say that the Black Cadillacs, even though they got an hour set, they didn't. Sh- they showed up like twenty minutes. Yeah, they showed up really late. late. Yeah, I don't know if it was just that they had an issue or something. Thing or they set up late, but yeah, that was. Well, I uh, hope it's that they had an issue and then they're fucking they're just like, playing the BMI stage and have a fucking <laughs> attitude like they play the main stage. Right. We're going to show up. Like, God damn it. Brandon Flowers showed up on time. Right. All right. He's kind of a fucking rock star and you guys can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and sadly, I don't have my notebook from Lufest, so there were a few things in between that I, I mean, they were good, but they didn't stick with me that much. Like, I really spent the rest of the day until uh, we'd really gotten into the stuff. Like, did you guys Nate see Bruce. American Wrestlers on, Friday, on Saturday? Yeah, or no? uh, okay. su- uh, Sunday, right? I can't remember which day because it think, was it was yeah, something before I, think I got they there. They played so. Sunday. They were really fucking cool. They're uh, from St. Louis. That dude is originally from Scotland. Yeah, but currently lives in St. Louis. Yeah, they yeah. were really cool. I liked. We them can a lot catch too. them more often. They play around in town okay. and stuff. Yeah, I, I liked. Uh, I liked them. They have a really pretty interesting sound. They were fun. Cool. Um, I was trying to think. Yeah, it was like Saturday really didn't kick in until you got there, and and uh, you know Black Cadillacs and then um, Nate Roos, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, strange. Like, it was really fucking awesome. It was someone that I know that everybody else was just kind of like eh, with him. I was looking forward to Nate Roos, right? Just because I like the three hits from Fun, and I saw I right. went, I didn't really care that much about his show until I started looking up people's set lists, right? And I was like, oh fuck, he plays the three big hits from Fun. Yeah, so I got fucking excited. I was right. like, well. I'm going to get to see those three songs. I don't give a fuck if they're poppy. Right, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I'm past the age of giving a fuck, all right? <laughs> Guess what? Every once in a while, I like a shitty song <laughs> and a shitty band. Now they're catchy, yeah. And uh, they are catchy as yeah. fuck, and that dude can sing. Yeah, definitely. And they came out. he came out and fucking tore it up. Yeah, he did. He tore it the did fuck up. Did some good up. covers, too. That was they, what we were talking about. They played about. Rocket Man by Elton John. Which was awesome. They pulled out fucking uh, Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Yep, yep. And the thing is, like, he might be a pop star. His band is a pop band and stuff like that. But he does—he is not an auto-tuned voice. That no, dude no. Can come out and perform. He belts like a motherfucker. He can sing yeah. his fucking balls off. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he did. Yeah, for sure. He sang the fuck out. Yeah, of him. I enjoyed um, the hell out of his set. You know, I don't know if you were paying attention to it, but towards the end, he did his parts—the stuff from that Pink song. Oh yeah, yeah. I did catch that. Yeah, Which that was something that's definitely talking about. His whole show so. was so impressive. It was really entertaining. It was really good. I mean, it was just like 
song for song really solid like the band his band is tight very his tight vo- he, he was he was an amazing yeah. singer his vocals were fucking phenomenal they were right on point yeah. i mean it was poppy but yeah you knew what you were getting yeah exactly it's it was not a- like i thought oh nate Roos solo is this gonna be like the the eraser like, it's gonna sound like tom york's first <laughs> yeah, album exactly no you yeah you got what you expected and then uh, a little more with doing you know the covers yeah. and stuff and and uh yeah fuck like you say he's just a talented fucking guy and like i'm not somebody like i kind of know those three hits by fun sure. i do enjoy them in passing i don't really want to go out and look for them but i fucking dug his set i mean yeah. he's just he's a solid musician like you say a tight band like it was uh-huh. just a fucking great show to watch and then we went we left that stage and went to the shade stage but i can't remember what we saw over there um I'm trying to think for the life my... of me i know that we weren't impressed with it and we immediately went to the bathroom yeah yeah that's right and while uh that might have been um that wasn't milo green was it yes is it milo green yeah yeah because it was one of the few with the female vocalists yeah uh, they were okay. They just didn't. no, no, no. It was Jessica Hernandez and the Deltas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Who it was. No, I ended up sitting for the whole thing. We talked about how uh, they just didn't utilize the stage as well as they yeah. could have. You know, they well, were then no. Okay, then that's not right. Jessica Hernandez was before Nate Roos. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it because Nate Roos. There's one act in between him and uh, Brandon Flowers, and we didn't stay right, for right. all of it. Yeah, so yeah. that had to have been who was it again? Uh, Milo Green? Milo Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was one that Andy was really excited about. And Nico and Vins was playing on the other stage. On the other stage, stage yeah. yeah. Okay, so Milo Green uh, didn't really trip our trigger. No. I mean, they weren't terrible, but they weren't... It's not my kind of thing. I just Especially didn't Especially in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. You gotta you gotta pick it up. If I if I was... If it was Sunday and I was looking for a nap band, it would yeah. have been pretty good. But yeah, So we just, left. Uh, the lines at the porta-potties by us were yeah. long as fuck, so we went all the way on the other side of the festival. Went to the other stage, yeah. Used those, and when we walked out of those pissers we were kind of just like well fuck this is we're almost front row for the next show at the main stage let's <laughs> right. just stay here yeah so then we stayed and we saw my surprise show of the weekend which blew my fucking mind right which was brandon flowers from the killers now mind you i've seen the killers before and i knew I'm, i know the killers music right i just have never given a shit about the killers <laughs> right they just i just don't didn't care much about them. the most i've ever given a shit about the killers is when one of their songs was on rock band and i had to beat it you know like, <laughs> right right i just and i didn't get it i didn't have anything against them i just right. didn't care it wasn't really your thing yeah and even uh two years ago when they headlined one night at mm-hmm. lou fest i saw it and i was i just okay right but watching him come out solo, all of it fucking made sense to me. Like when he, especially when he came out on that stage, his band comes out, mm-hmm. the opening notes to Humans start playing. Mm-hmm. The place fucking loses Crowd it when he just nuts. walks out there. Yeah. Like he's not even singing yet. He fucking starts singing the opening lyrics to it. Every, everyone's eating out of his hand. Yeah. He's just, he fucking owns the crowd. And he sang like fucking three lyrics for the rest of the song. He just fucking walked around the stage holding up the crowd. Crowd sang every fucking word of the song. And I was like, that was the moment when I was just like, fuck, I get it. Like, like I was telling you earlier, like, this is one of that generation's like, like an Anthony Kiedis. Right. Like a Dave Grohl. Like this is one of their rock stars. This yeah. is one of their front men for one and the Killers is one of their huge fucking bands. Yeah, yeah. And I say there, it also happened in my twenties. Right. I mean, it's right. been ten years yeah, now yeah. that they've been doing this. So but I didn't but now I'm especially seeing the generation below me just Go fucking crazy. so into it. Yeah. I was just like Okay, and then he he didn't come out looking like the killers, right? He wasn't wearing leather jackets and mirrored sunglasses yeah. and having his hair slicked back. He came out in slacks, right? A white collared shirt, 
a white or a black blazer. Nice little quaff and going fuck, on. Yeah, like he, he looked like an elder statesman of rock. Yep. He like a consummate like, professional. Like yeah. a Roger Daltrey. Yeah, exactly. He looked like somebody would come out like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And I was just like, okay, I fucking get it. Right. And since Lufest, that's all I've listened to. <laughs> yeah. I've listened to The Killers so much. I, in the kitchen at work, I was just fucking bumping fish shows. Right. Uh, listening to this whole tour from this year, and I just stop <laughs> that's right. it was just killers, killers i just day. went through as much of their yeah. stuff as i could like i definitely enjoyed the shit out of his show and i like you know i wish I li- it was I dark like- out right because right. like, yeah. he had so many lights and lasers yeah. and shit that like i can't but i also think that's one of the reasons why i liked it is because i could see the show yeah you could actually see what they were doing everything at the killer show was dark and right. lasered and stuff like that and it was and like there's there's so many theatrics in a killer show like the way he's got you know, his uh, keyboard up on a light-up F in the right. front of the stage and stuff like that. This wasn't like that. No. Like I said, he came It was out pretty like, subdued. and But it was, it was full of energy, though, too. It yeah, just, it was just... He, he was not doing anything for the look of it. Right, I it mean, wasn't flashy. Was, it yeah. was just solid. Yeah. yeah, it was just fucking solid. And, like, I, you know, I like the Killers a lot. I, I always have really liked well, I do Hot now. Fuss and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really, like... I didn't know what to expect from his solo. I just yeah. wasn't sure what we were coming into, you know? And then it was just like, oh, this... Okay, fucking this dude's gonna play some Killer Shades, gonna do some of his shit. Like, it just was... It's what you want when you see a solo performance. Sure. You know, is like, you get eased in a little bit, you yep. know? <laughs> and then you get some new shit, and you just... Like he just fucking rocked it out. It was yeah. really good. I fucking dug the shit out of that. And he kept he peppered enough little killers hits there here or there that people that weren't familiar with the solo album would still he'd keep them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they started drifting, like you know, I haven't known the last three or four songs. Like he'd throw Mr. Brightside in there, right? Like, right. Oh, fuck yeah, there we go. A good old time, and yeah. then like and that keep you more attentive for the next few songs. Yep. You know, he. I certainly didn't wander off from that stage. You know, yeah. that was when we we stuck with yeah. the entire show. It was fucking great. And it's a very contrasting show from what we saw with Billy Idol on the same stage yes. at the same time the next day. Yeah, which was. Just play new songs that no one has heard before yeah. that don't sound like your old material. Yeah, it doesn't even sound like the. Doesn't uh, sound like stuff. the same artist. Yeah. And except for the same effects on the guitar. That's right, the only right. Thing. Like yeah. It had that Billy Idol guitar effect that you're used to. But the to. vocals weren't right. He didn't the, sing the same. The way. rhythm wasn't right. It just, there were harmonies in some of yeah, those songs. Yeah. It you, was. <laughs> it's more synth than ever before, too. It was, yeah. It was really weird. It really sounded like. Uh, Billy Idol made a synthy Blink-182 album. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That very pop-punk sort of thing. And, he uh, came out, basically, ladies and gentlemen, he came out and played two songs that no one had ever fucking heard before. And then he played, uh, not White Wedding. Dancing with Myself Dancing was the with first myself. one, yeah. And that was the third song. Yeah, yeah. And we were walking up to the stage as it was playing, and I was like, fuck yeah, cool, dance with myself. Good, yeah. This is going to be a fucking good time. It was a 45-minute wait before we heard another song Yeah, new. yeah. It was an entire set. I mean, and like we we had enough time to go get food and fuck off for a minute before rolling back in and go. Okay, he's still not playing he's White Wedding. Playing, what the fuck is going on? Is this on what's here? my age again? Right, right. You know, and that's one of those things like where you know I've talked to people and it's like I get that you want to showcase your new stuff, but like we've said in the past, the music festival is not the place to do that. No, we're not here to fucking hear you give us a fucking experiment. You're we, you're playing in front of a bunch of people who. Like we talked about, we're not going to go to the pageant to see Billy Idol. Right, right, exactly. But we'll be there if he plays at a music festival. We'll be fucking stoked for that, yeah. So you need to show him play the hits, Right, exactly. And again, especially in contrast to to Ludacris, that was his entire set was, remember all these songs I fucking did? Check them out live. It was like a boxing match. He was just punching you in the face (laughs) with a hit. He was just, when you couldn't, like... You were on the ropes, and he's like, "No, <laughs> stop, man! Here's like, some more stuff." I, like, I gotta breathe for a second. And I love, I love <sighs> the way rappers act. Like rappers act like 
everyone's on the new shit. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Like, let's see if these motherfuckers know those old songs. <laughs> we like, only know the old songs, Luda. Come songs, on, dude. You know? like, we can't wait to hear <laughs> right. fucking stuff off that it's like, first even album. even I know this stuff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I'm fucking stoked about it. Let's see if these motherfuckers really... like. And what was funny, like... Like, uh, you know, Ludacris was the second stage headliner the first day. Right, right. And uh, so after Brandon Flowers, I can't remember who we saw after Brandon Flowers. We went... Oh, I'm trying to think, too. I... It wasn't ludicrous. There was one other person. There was something else in between. No, there wouldn't have been. No, it you're right. Been Brandon it Flowers, just ludicrous, been... and then back for Hoser. Yeah, yeah, that would have been it. So after Brandon Flowers, we did leave Brandon Flowers a little bit early. Yeah, so we could get and we got so good we got a good spot for, for ludicrous. Yeah, and a great story of like a great music festival story. This happens to so many people. Is ludicrous is about to start. The sun went down. We just ate. So I've got like one of those paper boats that you get nachos and shit in. And I've got like the remnants of my dinner in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go throw this and all these napkins away. And like Ian's girlfriend gives me a couple plates and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go grab it. I'll throw the stuff away. And I walk off to go throw it away. And in the fucking 49 seconds that it took me to walk over to the trash can, the fucking crowd quadrupled. Yeah. Somehow. I turn <laughs> yeah. around and it's like, there's a fucking 30,000 people here now. Right. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> And I'm, I'm 40 feet away from you guys. I don't know where the fuck you guys what are at. So I start on? wandering through the crowd. I'm like, okay, what was the angle that we were at? Maybe over to the right here a right. little bit. And finally, I'm just I'm standing on my tippy toes. I'm looking around, looking for Andy's hat. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck? Where are these fucking guys at? I can't find it. And I fucking look to my right, and Andy's right next to me. <laughs> He's right behind me, like three foot. And I was just like fuck, I thought I lost you guys. And Andy's like, what do you mean? You were right there. <laughs> Which is really amazing because I had like the same thing happen for uh, Avid Brothers. We had a pretty okay. good spot. We were like in the back, like where we were the end of the crowd. At yeah. the time, I was like, well, I'm going to go pee real quick. And as soon as I go off, the stage lights up, they get going, and I come back, and now it's just dark enough, and there's just enough lights where I don't know where the fuck anybody yeah. is. We were sitting on a blanket, so I'm never going to find anybody sitting Luckily, down. Luckily, I was standing and up. And you were standing up, but I wandered around for five minutes just being like, where the fuck are they? Oh, my God, where the fuck are they? And I turned around, I was like, oh, it's Josh. And then I was like, I wonder if we yeah. can find the guys. He's like, oh, he's only two people up. Yeah, All right, like, fuck oh, they're yeah. right behind me. <laughs> yeah, they're sweet. just sitting on the thing. Oh, God. Yeah, that night whenever Ludacris kicked off and I couldn't find you guys, like my brain, I'm a panicker inside. <laughs> right. I don't panic outwardly. I'm like, I try to keep my cool, but inside I'm going through a million scenarios. <laughs> yeah. But at that moment, I lose you guys and I'm like, well, I'm just going to text him. See you tomorrow, guys. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, stand over here and watch Ludacris by the fucking dumpster. <laughs> That's it. Or by the recycling tent, you <laughs> yeah. know, because I don't know where the fuck you guys are at. But luckily, I found you guys. So, which brings us to. What for both of us was the highlight of the weekend. Ludicrous. Yes. Yeah. Fucking definitely. Ludicrous. Definitely. Which Ludicrous, strangely enough, is someone who I first of all, I think I've seen Ludicrous before. Yeah. I think he played Rock the Mic Tour at Riverport years ago with oh, Jay Z, Fifty Cent. I think it was Ludacris and Chingy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, I have to ask Jalen because she went with a friend of hers. This we didn't we weren't together then. This oh, was that's a long funny. Time ago, yeah. But she was well. Fifty Cent was enormous. Oh at the yeah, time, yeah you definitely. Know? Like, and we were we were at club age. Oh so right. So they were playing fucking. And we were hearing all that stuff all the time. Like we couldn't wait. Um, but uh, Ludacris is one of those guys that I probably wouldn't have gone and seen. Right. And now I'm pissed at myself for that because I realized watching Ludacris that I fucking love Ludacris. Yeah. I love every one of his songs. And it's like, well, I didn't realize how many songs were his. You know, I was like, I fucking know this one too. I fucking yeah. know. I f- apparently I'm knowledgeable in Ludacris. Like, right. And it's really funny, but, uh, but yeah. Also, like, Ludacris is DJ. First of all, another Atlanta act. Yeah. Like Outkast. Right. St. Louis has always showed a lot of love and he loves St. Yeah. Louis. He's, he's, loves St. Louis. 
And before Ludacris, Ludacris played with a band, right? Which a full is band, a big which thing was for awesome. Hip hop group yeah. for me, if you or hip hop act, if you have a band. And but he had also had a DJ. Yep. So before he hits the stage, and you know, the DJ, what's up, St. Louis? <laughs> And kicks into a fucking Nelly song. <laughs> yeah. Just playing a fucking, uh, what song? Uh, um, E.I. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and, and are you kidding me? Like, you just played that in St. Louis. Like, doesn't, you can fart in the microphone for the next hour. <laughs> You're good. Everyone hears yeah. on your side. Just like, I'm oh, a yeah. chuck for cornrows and manicured toes. <laughs> like, nobody's even a... on the stage yet, but him and the fucking and crowd the is singing. going crazy. Like, yeah. That's only a hip hop show. <laughs> yeah. That's only at hip hop shows. They, are, they have an energy. And a, a style all their own. Right. Nothing else is like a hip-hop Nothing show. Nothing is more fun. I mean, the hip-hop shows that I've been to, I mean, there's only been two at this right. point now, but I have never had more fun at a show than I have seeing, like, You're I mean, deep into Atlanta hip-hop. It's yeah, just, I only see Atlanta hip-hop. I only see, but I mean, it's crazy. Go see Run the Jewels next. <laughs> like, it's only Atlanta hip-hop. Well, and it's one of those things that you don't really see a lot in rock bands unless, like, like Cake does it, where they fucking play with the crowd. Sure. They do this thing where they're like, this side's better than this side. It's like, right, most bands Big don't really do that rock. kind of Thing, but like, yeah, do that. Foo Fighters are going to Foo Fighters will do crowd. that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's not really something you see at your average rock but it's show. Every hip hop, and it's show. fucking amazing because it just every gives that little show. extra bit of energy. Because it's it, unnecessary. It back to battle rapping, <laughs> right? It right. Back to like, I know you haven't seen it, but the battle rapping in Eight Mile when like. What you're saying, getting the crowd behind you is just as important as what right. you're saying. Get that home field advantage and sort of situation. There's that feeling in hip hop, yeah. like and like. So you're always going to have the crowd participate. Right. Every sh- well, it keeps every everybody on point. To. You're yeah. never going to get bored and wander off if everybody's going say fuck yeah, and you're going to yeah. go oh well, well fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. bored anymore. Fuck yeah, you know. So yeah. it definitely is one of those things. I that, like uh, such a cool. As thing. we were leaving that night, we were just talking about how like. Like, you know, whenever he just breaks this side and this side, and everybody over here say, fuck that side. And everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck that side. And then his hype man's got the other side yelling right. back at us. And it's just like, you don't see that shit at an Arctic Monkeys no. concert. Like, <laughs> yeah, that never. doesn't happen at those shows. <laughs> never. But Ludacris comes out and plays every fucking Ludacris song you've ever wanted ever to heard. hear in yeah, your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, even yeah. Yeah. The one with, like, he only has one fucking verse on it. <laughs> he does it. And he fucking does it. And he just kept doing the take that, rewind it back. Like, just so, just to get the whole crowd to fucking, you know, make your booty go clap. Just to get, because he right. knows, like, everyone's going to clap yeah. and do that thing. Like, that doesn't happen. Well, it happens at fish shows. There yeah. are a lot of things everyone does together at a fish show. Right. But at rock and roll concerts, there's not like. Well, like I said, Cake did it last year. They split us up and they sure. did that thing and, like, you know, sing these lyrics just and like, stuff uh, like that. Where it's like blah 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 blah, and I shot that bitch. Right, and the whole crowd says it together, yeah. and like, and the rapper just holds it out. That doesn't happen in a lot of rock shows. No. Like, over and over, and there's no hype men. Right. Yeah. Bringing flowers didn't bring out some unrelated guy who finished <laughs> just off. Just like the, fuck yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? It's just like, are we human or are we dancers? Just like he just finishes off the stuff with him. It'd be hilarious. That would be amazing. Yeah. That <laughs> would bring a lot of fucking energy to a rock show. But ludicrous, and it was so loud. So loud. I mean, we heard it all the way from way. the fucking Muni yeah. on the way out. We could hear them go. Which song is that? We can fucking hear what song they're playing. Which brings like, us to the idea that, like, why the fuck would you put Hosier? After right. Ludacris, hi, I'm Hosier. I have one album of a couple upbeat songs, mostly sad, mostly bastard low soul stuff, music. Low yeah. Stuff, yeah. Oh, well, let's put you right after Ludacris. Right. Like, oh, that's cool because nobody cares much about Ludacris, right. especially in St. Louis. Right. It's like, hey, Ludacris, do you want to come and put on a 15 year retrospective <laughs> of your fucking of every number one hit you've ever been a right. part of ever? 
Oh, oh, it was God. the same complaint we had last year about Cake and Arctic Monkeys, and like I, yeah. I really do dig Arctic Monkeys. That last album's great. I think their first album's really fucking good, but that last album, that AM, is is a lot of really slow and more mm-hmm. somber stuff. It's fucking technically amazing, but when you get done at a fucking dance party with Cake. And you hear this really slow stuff. It just—it just like, is. It's a fucking kick in the nuts. It's such a different. You don't want to. I mean, even though they're an amazing band, you can't go from that to Pink Floyd. Right. Either. Right. Exactly. It's not hello, at all the same. Hello. And everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, "Wait, I love Pink uh, Floyd." Right. But we were just like, "What's about a time in Carlos Park <laughs> where they live life fast on the skate of dark?" Right. Like we were just at that. We were at the club. Everybody yeah. was drinking and having a good time. It's really hard to come down from such a hype uh, so immediately. You know that—that's such a weird thing. But yeah, n- none of us stayed for Hozier. Um, there was a piece of me that really wanted to because i did enjoy his his album but um i was just as tired and ready to go home as i was excited to see him um but that's for so for the so we did skip hosier yeah we left at the end of Ludacris's show i mean i did hear good stuff about it you know uh but andy didn't really have a ton of good stuff i mean he was like you know he played some songs it was was okay you know and andy even left a little early i think i broke andy's brother's brain for a second when that Ludacris show turned on because like Oh yeah, he looks over here. You've got all you know, know every me. lyric. He doesn't know me that well. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, and especially like we get there, and we start talking about bands, and we're talking about this and that. I have a fish tattoo. Right, right. I don't seem like the person who's going to know every word to every song at a Ludacris concert. <laughs> I did. And I like, saw his eyes go wide as soon as, soon as Ludacris as soon as it kicks crazy. off, and I'm just like, it's me, Andy, and then him, and I can see over Andy's shoulder that he's like tapping in, like this motherfucker really, because like it starts off as like I'm coming for that number one spot. Yeah. And I'm like I'm gonna. Sing. You know, yeah. I'm the kind of person at a concert that I'm not gonna like sit back and just mouth the words to right. myself or kind of get into it. You're gonna fucking I'm, get down. You yeah. can turn around and watch me. Right. If, you, if you're too far right. from the stage, I'm gonna put a Definitely. show on too. Yeah. During the whole Avid Brothers show, I yep. sing the harmonies to <laughs> yeah. all the songs. I was singing the other I guys' part the, the fuck whole time. Out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's I don't give a fuck. Like yeah. that's how I like if it's something I'm way into, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna dance and yeah. sing around. I was jumping. Yeah. I'd, I'd worked eight hours and then walked <laughs> seventeen miles to get to Lou Fest from where my car part was parked. And still at the end of the day, I'm jump stand up, just yep. fucking having <laughs> yeah. a blast. Yeah. It was, Oh, a hip hop show is so party. much it's fun. It's a party. It's so fucking amazing. Yeah, we got to hit more of those. If it's a year. if it's a good hip hop, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I've, I've never been to like. Oh, I'll tell you what. Let me tell you a real quick hip hop story. So one year at Bonnaroo, uh, right after B came out, right, Common played, yeah, and that album immediately hit me, and oh, I was yeah. just like, "Fuck, this is one of my favorite albums ever." So like, it was a late night thing. Right, started at two in the morning, and it was lyrics born, Common. And then Black Alicious, which I love Black Alicious too. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard any Black I have not heard of it. No, that's super into <laughs> the, the Black Alicious is a group of a DJ and a ra- the rapper is Gift of Gab. Is okay. His name, and he's <laughs> genius. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I sat there and I had to sit through this Lyrics Born concert before I got to Common. And like, the, it was, and I know the dude's a really fucking good rapper. Right. But his show was just so. Like it was all call- callbacks. Oh, when right. I say lyrics, you say born. When I say Bonnie, you say Rue. When I say <laughs> let's get, you say fucked up. Like whatever That's it was. That's it, right? It was an hour and forty minutes, or an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> That's that. exhausting. It was over and over again. Motherfucker, you sing. Right? It's yeah, like exactly. That, uh, what joke you- that uh, Steve Harvey used to have. You know, <laughs> somebody scream for what? 
<laughs> Motherfucker, you scream. I paid to get in here. Right. <laughs> but I sat through that whole show. And the thing is, like, I've listened to his music since, and I'm like, fuck, this dude is a good rapper. Right. His show just... Not a great performer. ...bored huh? the fuck yeah. out of me. And, like, I almost didn't see Common. Wow. I almost just, like, it's fuck it. Because everyone left me that was in my group. I was by myself, oh, and I was just like... Fuck this shit. I'm about to leave. <laughs> right. And then I didn't, and Common was amazing. Common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my favorite Bonnery late night shows. Um, anyway, I don't know how we got to where we're at, but that concludes our first day. Yeah. Our first day for you and I ended with Ludacris. With Ludacris, yeah. Which, to me, that's how I would I prefer it to end yeah. with Ludacris. I, yeah, don't, I didn't want to get brought down a level with <laughs> Hosier. Right. Yeah, Which I, mean, I might I, be talking shit out of my ass. I may have gone to that show and not have stopped talking about it right. at this point. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Though. I would just—I didn't think I'd want to see it, and I was also tired and ready to go there. Another right. thing about Lufest is it's in Forest Park in uh, St. Louis, and it's like there's not like a lot of—it's not real parking. You're street parking everywhere through this park. So right. You have to like we—I had to walk. We had, what was it? Two miles? Probably yeah. My yeah. Car? About about a mile and a half at least. Yeah. That's why, like, you know, being a commuter is fucking baller during that time. Sure. You know, because the buses are so fucking easy getting yeah. out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Sunday. It's kind of a mess catching one out of there at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare. But then let's um, take us to day two, to Sunday. Which So I started early My rule for Lufest is Sunday is always the best It's going to be better, yeah. And, which at is, least I, for the music I listen yeah, to. It yeah, seems yeah. to be always geared towards me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I definitely, in general, enjoyed Sunday a lot more. I remember a lot more people from Sunday. Sure. We also have um, the schedule of Sunday in front of us. We okay, don't cool. Have yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was going by memory for Saturday. But um, I really fucking, again, the first band kicked it off amazing for me. Um, Did you go see I, Delta Ray first? I saw Delta Ray for a minute, and then okay. we wandered over to Earl Burroughs because... Uh, uh, Andy was just talking about the bands we were listening to Delta Ray, and he's like, this is what Earl Burroughs sounds like. And he puts on this song, and it sounds like fucking uh, uh, Eagles of Death Metal. Oh, okay. And I was just like, this is where I need to fucking be. Now, Delta right. Ray turned out to be from North Carolina, which was pretty sure. awesome. Uh, there was a lot of my home there this yeah. weekend, which I thought was cool. Um, and I did enjoy what I heard of Delta Ray, but going over to Earl Burroughs, they, outside of Koa and outside of like being a bigger band were what really stood out to me. Okay. I suggest Earl Burrow's new album actually, by the way, comes out this Friday. Okay. Uh, so which is going to be the new be the, day for music. Yeah. Now. Yeah. No longer Tuesdays. I which don't know if that crazy. starts right away or what. Um, but yeah, so I guess probably, it, I don't know if this episode will go up uh, tonight or tomorrow, which will be Friday. Either way, Friday is when it's out. So once you hear this episode, we'll just you say can today. Get, yeah. So once you hear this, you can go it's get Earl to, Burrows. It's, it's coming out today. Um, this is, I'm going to post this Friday. And if you don't want to, if you want to give it a taste, they've had it on SoundCloud for free for the last oh, okay. little while, so you can try it out. But I, it'll f- probably be up on Spotify tomorrow. Yeah, if you're I'm a sure. Spotify user. But I fucking loved them. I okay. thought that like not everything sounded Eagles of Death Metal, but they were a solid fucking rocking band. Uh-huh. They put on a good rock. show show they played really well to the tiny little crowd they had i mean there were maybe like 40 of us standing there right and they fucking played like they were playing to 100 that's what's it up it was fucking awesome that's I what's loved up them i appreciate so much. that shit uh so that was that was something that really stuck out in my mind um and then um we did american wrestlers mm-hmm. uh over um who was playing other stage? Hembry. Hembry, yeah. So I didn't really get to hear any of Hembry. Um, but American wrestlers I really dug. They're um, a cool St. Louis. Yeah, they're band. interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know the guy is not from he's Scottish. Right, but he lives here and everything. They yeah. play around here they're a lot, a local so we, band. Can, uh, we yeah. can definitely check them out more. Um, but I a lot really of St. Louis them. that day because Pokey is yeah. from St. Louis and, also. Uh, Pokey, god damn it, outside of, of the Avets was my favorite like big thing for And if, if people listen to this, if you don't know who Pokey Lafarge is, Pokey is um, a St. Louis musician, mm-hmm. um, 
He's probably the St. Louis musician the, right, right now, now yeah. as far as like non hip hop. Yeah, um, and he's doing a very well. Not, I mean, it's it's getting bigger now, but he's doing sort of different for what's popular. Like yeah. doing this whole throwback vintage, very much like a Route sixty six. Yeah, type, uh, it, his music reminds me of uh, Nat King Cole doing Straighten Up and Fly Right. Yeah, like it, yeah, that, exactly. That kind of. Uh, I call it a Route 66 yeah. style, but I don't know what it's That's actually not really, called. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like a combination of Americana and bluegrass. Like yeah. it's it's really upbeat and it has a twang. Very fifties and but very fifties sounding. Fifties yeah. kind of sound. And, he even uh, has a look to him with a slick yeah, hair and stuff like that. The suspenders. His and, last album was released on Third Man Records, right? With uh, Jack he's White's label, with Jack White, yeah. yeah. Uh, which is one of those things where, like, and I he's like a the kind of artist that would sign. Oh that yeah, would definitely. Jack he looks sign. like right out of it. And that's yeah. one of those things that that's what drew it to me initially. Like I didn't know anything about pokey. He until looks we straight first out of a black this. and not even a black and white photo, but like a sepia. brown. Yeah. Like a sepia <laughs> yeah. Photo. Anyway, keep going. Uh, but yeah, you know, so I didn't really know much about pokey until we knew that he was coming to Lou fest. And then you started telling me this stuff about sure. him working with Jack white. So I started looking more into him and, fucking a he's an awesome dude like if you haven't listened to any of his albums out there fucking get his shit specifically but, uh, that one he did with jack white yeah because it's, it's the best quality too. yeah the definitely value being, really uh, being high. higher production but um the band put on a fucking great show he had a chick who was playing um sax. basically since there is not a lot of huge music in st louis pokey has gotten the best people yeah. from st louis he's surrounded himself with amazing yeah. musicians and uh his saxophone player is a, is a woman which i love she was fucking incredible she played the i like cl- that uh, you edited clear. yourself because the first time through, she was her. a chick she was a chick yeah and then you were like you know what there she's might a, be a few chicks a listening yeah. so i'm gonna bring i know it i always say well like i called fucking all guys bud and bro and homie so you know we're all fucking people get over yourselves assholes we're all fucking human beings anyway uh um, i just refer to people <laughs> as penises and vaginas <laughs> you just see him just peas and just peas and bees no one's worth anything more than their reproductive organs. Well, I always love uh, Steve. Always fucking my stepdad. He'll he'll call my mom man. Sh- don't do that, man. She's like, I'm not a man. He's like, you're a fucking human. Like, right. come on, you're okay. part of human race. Well played. Yeah, well played. come on. Um, but uh, yeah, I like to call girls like when I'm if you're angry at a girl, I like to call a girl a name that no one ever calls a girl like a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, like no one calls yeah. like, people you call women it. bitches right. and stuff like that. You no one's just like don't be such a fucking dickhead. Like. <laughs> Like the it's reaction like, from a girl, oh like, my. I've never been called a dickhead. Like, I don't even know <laughs> how, how do I react, react to that. I gotta stop being a dickhead. Um, so what did you go? Because I, I didn't get. I still wasn't there. I yeah, missed you, Pokey, yeah, unfortunately. Which it's, it is a shame. His uh, his sax player eventually played clarinet, and she had this like sort of battle with their trumpet with her player vagina. with her vagina. Uh, played with this her, their trumpet player, which was awesome. The guy who played harmonica for them was with incredible. His penis. <laughs> People are just penises <laughs> and vaginas. Penises to and, me. vaginas. Yep. and uh, the dude who played harmonica played the shit out of an electric washboard, which okay. was fucking cool to see pulled okay. out. Okay, you um, know so, uh, another band that does that, uh, North Mississippi All Stars. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Their drummer will. I, I've seen him play the. Uh, it's called psychedelic sex machine that he right. plays the, uh, uh, and he's got <laughs> pedals on his fucking uh, washboard. He's got three pedals right. built up onto it. And he's hitting effects and playing oh, it and all awesome. this crazy shit. And then at Bonnaroo, he hung it on the microphone stand right. and doused the fucking thing with lighter fluid and lit it on fire and then <laughs> ran back behind his drum set and a dude came out and shot it with a fire extinguisher and they jammed it into another song. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, those guys are fucking awesome too. I, yeah. I like them a lot. Um, They're so good. The, 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 the main guy that the Black Crows were like, "Do you think you just play lead guitar, play <laughs> right. guitar with us for a while?" Like, um, but I don't. I don't want to 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 like 
take anything away from uh, the suffers because I think that they're fucking good. I actually mm. really enjoyed the stuff that I heard, and what we could hear from across the field was pretty good too. But I had to go to Pokey, and even when Andy and, and Nate were like, "Hey, do you, you get, we're going to go over to Suffers. Do you want to go?" And we're like, "Uh, but no, Pokey's cool. Yeah. Like, we just couldn't get away." It's from a hometown Pokey. To show, too. yeah. Like, and he that's just, probably the, one of the biggest shows Pokey's played in St. Louis. Yeah, I'm probably yeah, probably so. It just and the fucking energy was nonstop. It was great. Just I thought, yeah, he was fucking one of my favorite things of the whole weekend. Really, that's awesome. So, um, where did you guys go after Pokey? After Pokey, we went to. I'm guessing the Brothers Landreth. We went to the Brothers Landreth. Yes, okay. that was the one that I really fucking does i know you didn't go to mr wise right because that was the one that kept bleeding into brothers landreth uh brothers landreth was one that steph and i had listened to early on uh when we were doing the you know the pre listen mm-hmm. stuff sure and they were like okay we got to check these guys out um they were at shade stage which all together was really nice because they were playing kind of a subdued uh thing okay. and it was the middle of the day and we were fucking just exhausted from pokey and from the first day so it was really nice we got a good place in the shade and it was a fucking really good mood and everything was awesome except for how bad the bleed from mr wives yeah. was to the point that like i'm surprised that dude from brothers landry did not uh make a comment about it because yeah. there's no way that i mean he's starting this real quiet thing and then they're fucking jamming super back synthesizer here, and it's like it sounds like there's a fucking 80s new wave club yeah. behind me and i'm just like well, what the fuck is going on here and that really let me took just say me something it, on but, here i'm so fucking tired of the 80s shit yeah why is I that know back that, it's a twenty-year thing. Like think about oh, the nineties. Yeah, I guess Every, that's Black true. Crows and everybody started wearing bell bottoms yeah. again and shit, and they started trying to do a seventies thing again. But the eighties and there's even scientific studies now that show it is the most fucking derivative time for music. Everything sounded it's the same. Bleak. It's so formulaic. It's uh, fucking... the eighties are on the the best time ever for horror films. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> I guess I guess you got one music, or the other. Yeah, yeah. and you horror only... movies are garbage now. So yeah, and there's some good music. Like, there's some right, good yeah. music. Yeah, uh, you got to give up one to have the other. Uh, but yeah, that is the weird thing that nothing good came out of the. 80s except for a lot of great horror movies. A lot movies. of great horror yeah. movies and some pretty good sci-fi too. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I suggest checking out the Brothers Landry if you get a chance to see What kind of music are they? Um, they're kind of like a rocky sort of I, I don't want to hesitate to call them bluesy, but the, right. there were a lot of bands this weekend that I had a hard time sort of putting into a category. There's a lot of music like that yeah, in general Yeah, you know, nowadays. and I kind of want to go, well, it's rock, but it's also, like, it's subdued and it's low, and it's like, it wasn't an acoustic show, but it's about as close to acoustic as you get with an electric instrument. Sure. You know, so that was the kind of thing that they were doing. They did have a couple of rock songs, but they were definitely playing for the quieter afternoon sure. type thing. And uh, I fucking dug it. I mean, it was just really awesome. good shit. They're very talented guys. I'm going to check them good out. Good vocalist. I think you'd, after I think the, you'd uh, really like podcast. them. Um, well, then I got there. Yeah. That and was, that brings that us to the next up. band we went to is one of those bands that I feel like you can't really classify. And that is Umphreys McGee. Yes. Are they a jam band? Eh, Are maybe. they a progressive rock band? Possibly. Are they a metal band? <laughs> a I mean, their guitar bit. work is, and it's, they love Metallica. Yeah, yeah their, their guitar work is so fucking technical. They've, they it's cover awesome. a lot of Metallica yeah. shows, like Orion and shit. Like oh, really? Real fucking That's cool. Cra- Master of This is my first time stuff. seeing them, uh, and I fucking love it's that just, show, it's too. A, it's, a, it's guitar fucking meltdown. Right. It's... And it was a cool one to sit there. Like, we ended up sitting there. I couldn't really see much of the stage, but it's probably my fifth time seeing okay. Freeze McGee. But just because they play so many jam I saw my oh, right. so many times, so many different jam band festivals over the years that I like Umfreeze, but they're yeah. not one of my favorite groups because they're so technical. Right. There's not enough, like, 
They're not, not noodly enough. enough. Noodle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's very like, there's a lot of those songs that aren't jams. Right. Those are constructed They just have songs. worked on that, yeah. Yeah. That just... <laughs> like, was, uh, th- remind me of, well, more on the metal end, but thinking about like Opeth back in the day would do those like fucking 30 minute Opeth. long fucking songs that are just amazing. And like, they could very easily be jamming it, but no, they fucking and never built more. these songs. Yeah, Nevermore too. Those two God, bands those to me sounded bands. like... Uh, minstrel metal yeah like they sound like a metal band that would have been like <laughs> inside the walls of a castle right like, right like the king's personal metal band like, would yeah. yeah no blades no bows <laughs> leave your weapons here and then everyone goes in and it's fucking open yeah just, and that acoustic album they did was oh, fucking, it's fucking really incredible awesome. yeah. yeah they do have a lot of like classical guitar stuff yes. gone in there that just uh-huh. it does it pulls it's that very together. medieval too yeah. the chord structures of a ding, yeah. ding, 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 like, and a lot of like that not, sounded not a nothing lot of... <laughs> like that sounded of anything asian when i just did that <laughs> it was a little looty i guess uh, uh, but suck. yeah and not a lot of vocals either i always liked that about them uh, yeah it's a fucking cool S- instrumental group same but... thing with Emphries. yeah yeah not definitely mostly in mostly instrumental stuff which i, I fucking love instrumental now what sucks to me about the Emphries pairing this is the one that i had trouble with because i really wanted oh, to see yeah, all, the all the witches yeah they're a very cool sludgy right very instrumental yeah i think almost all instrumental actually banned i don't think there's a lot of lyrics in the maybe i'm wrong i'm not sure um but I, we didn't see we saw umphreys so yeah. uh guys from umphreys another great show yeah it was definitely a lot of fucking uh, the only person i can think of is jake sinager <laughs> is uh one of the guitarists for umphreys right um so leaving Umphreys, I had planned on seeing Lord Huron. Right, right. Because I already, I already, I saw Strand of Oaks, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's how it went. I thought I'd seen Strand of Oaks before. <laughs> Open for the tallest man on earth. Then we go, we leave Umphreys and eat something. Right. And you text me and you're like, "Hey, we're chilling in the shade over here." Yeah. Even though you didn't want to see it, I think we're gonna chill at Strand of Oaks. And I was just like, "It's fucking hot." Yeah. I think we're going to go over there, too. So we go over there, and this totally different band is playing. <laughs> the band I saw that I thought was Strand of Oaks was two people, a guitarist and a drummer. This is a four-piece. <laughs> right. And they're playing some fucking metal-y songs. Yeah. Kind of, I would say it's kind of doom metal-ish, yeah. almost. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, this is definitely not the fucking band <laughs> that we saw open up for the tallest man on earth. And then like they started playing this really slow yeah. song, and I was like, well, hold on. This sounds exactly <laughs> like the band that opened for Tallest Man on Earth. Right. So then I had to Google it. Sure enough, they did that tour as just a drummer and a guitarist, yeah. and they just did the fucking low-key... Which the guitarist, I guess, is their, their main dude. He's their songwriter. He is pretty well stranded, folks, uh, I think. Something Showalter, Taylor Showalter? Michael Showalter. Yeah, Michael from, Showalter. Uh, Michael and Michael have issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but they, I was like, when I saw them open for The Tallest Man on Earth, it was just a dreary, slow, and I was like, these guys aren't that cool. Right. I fucking really liked this them. This was a fun, rocky, metal-y kind of thing. It wasn't, it wasn't like overtly heavy, but it was, uh, it fucking hit that good, that good spot that I like had, that scratch my metal itch It was that bit. metal, but it wasn't the kind of, it wasn't, right. it was more like Black Sabbath metal, yeah, where yeah, the guy yeah. sings, yeah. you know, like it was. Um, Again, I hesitate to say Southern metal, but that's what Southern metal tends to yeah, sound more like, yeah, is, it is, is that sort of stuff. Or like what like Mike Vallela used to do when he yeah. was like, you know, or, uh, you know, not quite as heavy as down, but it was like. Or uh, maybe like uh, some of the stuff, some of some of Mastodon stuff. Yeah, where yeah. Where they do more, where they sing more than, right. than this forest. <laughs> right. Every time I reference Mastodon, it's always, it's always Colony, Colony Birchman <laughs> every single time. <laughs> it's such a fucking great song. Um, it's their Stairway to Heaven, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. That so, fucking opening yeah. thing, a guitar dun, dun, riff dun, is just dun, like, dun, oh dun, my dun, god dun, damn it. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> 
What a, um, what a sick forest, and it's all about Lord of the Rings too. Yeah, what a fucking great music video too. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, and like, I also, I don't know. Um, I'd like to check out Lord Huron because everybody kept talking good stuff about him. And they were really was good, really band. raving about him. So I, I kinda, was looking forward to seeing them, yeah. and I'm glad that I didn't go though because I gave this band another chance. Check, and I definitely will want to listen to Strand of Oaks again. Me I, too. I really like. I, I once I get over the because all I've been listening to is the Killers. <laughs> right. Once you put the Killers I might check away, check Strand of Oaks out a little bit. Um, so now I think <sighs> we're gonna. I think we step into the most disappointing part yeah, of the weekend. Yeah. Which is Billy, Billy Idol. Idol. Which we've touched on what yeah, Billy Idol was like. what was going on with that. Billy Idol played one hit at the beginning of the show, and then he's proceeded to play an, about 45 minutes of what sounded like Billy Idol yeah. fronting Blink-182 music. He did play Roadhouse Blues, which then was great, he, a newer no, song. He played L.A. Woman. He played L.A. Woman? Yes. I we thought, were talking about Roadhouse Blues earlier. Oh, we were talking about Roadhouse but Blues. But he actually okay, covered he was playing a, L.A. Woman. Well, I did a little, or uh, what I took a little tap about an <laughs> <Yeah>. hour ago. <laughs> And he killed it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and like we talked about since then, like that he was friends with you know with Morrison, Morrison and yeah. stuff like that. That's why he's in the Doors movie too. And right. That's why he, I guess every show he covers he a Doors song. a Doors song, which is really cool. I wish he would have just done more fucking Doors covers. I would have liked um, to do anything besides those. Because he did that, and then he songs. did like three or four more of the Blink One Eighty Two songs. Yeah. And then he finally pulls out the fucking hits when we're he like plays ready, three songs at the end, and we're ready to go to another yeah. stage to get prepared. For, we're like, this is fucking bullshit. He plays Rebel point. Yell, like, uh, White, White Wedding, Wedding and. Uh, can't think of the other one but now ian's girlfriend stephanie her mom was a big uh, billy idol yeah. fan and she so she she was pretty excited probably more than most bands that right weekend. yeah and just every pissed. time a song would start she just <laughs> man she just look at me she's <laughs> like man and every especially time. again after seeing the Ludacris show which was her her other like that was her number one sure Luda, and billy was right behind and so she was expecting a rock version of the Ludacris show what's what we were all expecting yeah. we're like this is gonna be a fucking party and it just even if you don't have that many hits you should play older songs yeah which you i mean that is one of the things we joked like... about we're like okay you put all of his hits together it's 25 minutes he's yeah. got to still fill 20 minutes of time but again do 20 minutes of fucking doors covers or Anything. something place obscure songs is there off not your a, old albums yeah is don't there not a fucking b-side from that like Instead, he's like, here's, this, here's another song that sounds like... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, that's that would be giving him credit like he did good Blink-182. No, oh, that's he, true. He did uh, he did post-fucking Alien Abductions Blink-182. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was just, that was just a fucking... The anger hurts my ears. <laughs> it was just so disappointing. But it was fucking made up for in the end. Yeah, like goddamn closer. Oh, but before that, we went to Mofro. Oh, that's right. Oh, god, before I almost before we got to the Avid Brothers, we saw JJ Graham Mofro, which might have been another one of my favorites. This was my weekend. eighth time seeing JJ Graham Mofro over the years, to the point where when I first started seeing uh, JJ Graham Mofro, they were just called Mofro. Right. The first two albums were just Mofro. <laughs> just and Mofro. Then it became. And then whenever his songwriting partner left to do his own thing, it became JJ Graham Sweet. Mofro. There's a Mo- JJ Graham Mofro poster right oh, in front yeah. of me, actually. A riverboat signed. Uh, from a New Year's show. So, yeah, I mean, I love these guys. And yeah. I'll be honest, it was probably my least favorite of the shows I've really? seen. Really? Just because they, they played so little the music. Yeah. And, uh, but they did. They always play Ho Cake. Yeah. That's they a always fucking play awesome that fun, song. It's a ripping song. It's, so it's cool. also about food. Yeah. So, you know, as a chef, I just fucking love <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really good show. I can, I don't know why I completely skipped that. I was just, I'm just so fucking stoked about getting to see the Avid Brothers. Yeah. That's the big thing. That just was like, which was my sixth Avid Brothers show. I and believe. as somebody from North Carolina, my fucking first, yeah. which is painful and ridiculous, but, uh, and they put on a great show. It was awesome. When they came out, awesome. the instrumental that they played at the very beginning mm-hmm. is called the D bag rag. <laughs> 
I, I've never seen them play that live yeah. before. And I think a lot of that has to do with that they have not had this many people in the bands. Right. Because like it has piano in it, it has violin right. in it. Usually it's the Avid Brothers band is usually the Avid Brothers, mm-hmm. Bob Crawford, their bass player, yeah. Joe Kwan, the cello, the cello player, player yeah. and a drummer. Yeah. And this had two or three extra people. Yeah. They had and, a fiddle uh, player and uh, a piano player. Yeah. It may have just been it. it may have just I think been that two was extra just the people. two. Yeah, but that piano adds so much. Yeah, I mean, well, so does the fiddle too, especially when you add it to the cello. It's it's such a fucking yeah. cool combination, especially. And in they that do genre a lot of, of piano with cello stuff. Mm-hmm. But whenever they do do that, Scott has to go play the piano. Right now, they can do like for D bag rag. They need every instrument. Right, there's banjo in it. There's guitar in yep. it. There's fiddle in it. There's a. Uh, there's cello in it. There's right. piano in it. There's drums in it. There's uh, stand-up bass in it. All that stuff is in it. So right. like, I fucking loved them coming out and yeah. playing that. It's such a cool instrumental song. It's such an upbeat and fun song. It was and, such a good set in general. Like I, I was so happy. I mean, they played Give Me a Kiss, which is actually like my second favorite fucking Avid Brothers song. Okay. I fucking love that song. They played my favorite uh, Avid Brothers song, which is Laundry Room. Yeah, Laundry Room's a great song. My favorite is Distraction Number 74. I didn't get to hear And they played that, too. Did they really? No, they played Talk on Indolence. Yeah, they played to- yeah. Uh, but- <laughs> which is a fucking awesome song oh yeah too. And, and i told uh, Jalen that before the show she was like what do you i was like if i if we get a talk on indolence i'll be in a good mood that's all i'm really looking for well that was like you i know just you're didn't gonna know get what head to expect yeah which is a goddamn that's one of my favorite songs and i am loving you which we yeah. left but they ended with i am loving right you, they, which they usually do um but yeah i just um i fucking i loved that and uh what was the other one that got me so fucking excited oh i killed sally's lover yeah god yeah, damn yeah. love that fucking song and that was like i was so thrilled for them to play that because that's one of the older ones that they play. They really... Dun, 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 dun. Oh, <laughs> it's man, so it's much fun. It's so fucking great. But yeah, I mean, that was just like... I, I just I went in with like no expectation other than I'm going to finally get to see the fucking Avet Brothers. Yeah. So there was no way I was going to be disappointed. I had nothing to right. expect it. But it went even above and beyond what I expected. I mean, it was just like... I mean, I listened to their, you know, their live volumes and stuff, and it's one thing to hear it like that, but to see their fucking energy... But that, s- that live volume three is incredible. It's incredible. Too, it's yeah. one of the best live albums fucking ever. ever from anybody. It's yeah, amazing. Have you seen the DVD? No, I haven't seen the DVD. Oh, you're leaving with that tonight. Okay, awesome. Fuck yeah. Because <laughs> that is who I've been listening to since Lufest. I haven't okay. stopped listening to the Avent Brothers okay. again. Um, and I mean, I get on a kick of them every now and then, but they also are one of those bands that I'm torn with because they're a lot, like a lot of their songs mean a lot of things to me. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of the sadder songs that bring me to a really dark place sure. in my life I don't like to go sure. all the time. Um, and I'm glad that they didn't really play any of those like that's that's something that i was like well the fear is i'm gonna sit here fucking ending the show crying you know i'm not gonna lie i cried uh, at one point during the show because the reason why i left my hometown and moved here and went to culinary school and changed my career and stuff was one day i was on a really bad sales call and i just figured out the avid brothers (laughs) and i was listening to the album i am loving you Mm -hmm. and head full of doubt road full of promise and I'd, I've been this guy beat me up on this sales call, just awful. And right. I was just like, fuck, I hate doing this. Right. And I got in the car, and the lyric, decide what to be and go be it, came on. Yeah. And I drove back and I quit my job. Right. And uh, when they did that song, I've seen him, you know, several times because I right. just figured him out then. So I've seen him six times since <laughs> right. then, in the past seven years or whatever. And uh, I was just like, you know what? I'm quitting. So I went back and quit. And then the other night when they played that song and they got to that lyric, I was just thinking about where I'm, where, where everything where that I've gone, done, yeah. where everything that's happened. And now 
I'm very happy with the place that I'm running and stuff like that. Like I feel like I'm kind of living the dream I wanted to do, and right. I just fucking start crying yeah. a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I did. I mean, they're just I just like, wiped them up and looked over <laughs> at Jay and like, no, you didn't. Nobody saw me nobody crying, saw right? That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and they're just one of those bands that, like, I mean, the fuck it, their songwriting is so incredible, and their lyrics are Usually so when meaningful I hear that lyric, and powerful. I cheer it. Yeah, but this time I was like, "Fuck, just I got finally you the am guts. there! Like, yeah. I'm there! Like, I'm happy." Anyway, well, well rub it in, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us don't have all that. We'll, you'll, we'll all get there. Eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, and just like a great way to end a really good weekend. I fucking really enjoyed myself. You know, I really fucking, and then just to go out on that and to to get to experience them for the first time. And, and, uh, uh, I mean, and, and they're just in general, their show is great. This, the lights were fucking awesome. It was a really sure. cool light show, really good stage show. They fucking just the energy they always bring. Yes. I mean, it's, it is one of those things that I always have to tell people. It's like, you have to realize this is a bunch of fucking punk guys yeah. that are playing in a bluegrass band mm-hmm. and they have punk energy when they play. They live. just never learned punk. They music. never, yeah, they yeah. just, they always had that, that fucking punk mentality and, and yeah. the, the energy and the strength. And then they always, are also a bunch of fucking down home Carolina yeah. boys. You know? I always say it's it's a bluegrassy Beatles. Yeah, if they kind of gotten if the Beatles had kind of had some Sex Pistols, you're <laughs> right. Yeah, just exactly. Little, if they kind of went to that edge, here, yeah. There, there's some edginess because that's to just them. the thing that I love. And I mean, especially like live, you hear they scream a lot more, and they just they don't like, do it very much on the albums at all. No, not really at so all. Fun, because then like you're used to like you listen to emotionalism all the way through. <laughs> yeah, and then you go see them live, and you're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> they scream a lot. Yeah, like, and a lot they of songs is. <laughs> just and they've got such a cool both of their voices are so yeah. fucking amazing just the well, they, and they sing together yeah. the only way you can sing that well together is if you're brothers right. and you grow up singing at church and <laughs> yeah, shit yeah exactly together. that's the only they way they spent their entire lives working with each other's voices and the way uh, that Seth can just sing anytime Scott sings something the way he can just keep your clothes on just <laughs> their, their harmonies are, yeah, that's why I perfect. compare them to the Beatles a lot is the harmonies right yeah even and, you, and their lyrics writing their like songwriting yeah I was like, that's the, I mean, then they just, they're just fucking, they're a strong band. They're just yeah. an amazing band. And it's really cool to see them come as far as they have. And I mean, like, it is amazing how quickly they did blow up. I mean, they're huge now, but it took them, like, it was just one day, all of a sudden, the whole world knows who the fucking I Abbott Brothers are. I Love You is their fifth album. It's crazy. And that's one of and those things that, like, I always remember. It's like, I remember hearing about them for a long time, you know? And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like one day, I'm like, wait. Is, am I? Are people talking about the Avett brothers and they're not from North Carolina? Right. Like, what the fuck? And it's it was like, I am loving you. Everybody knew it. And, and you it's know a, why? It's a fucking great album. Rick Rubin. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Rick Rubin will fucking turn anything into magic. Rick Rubin will just <laughs> talk. He'll just tell you what you need to hear yeah. about your songs yeah, and stuff. Definitely. That's that's the way Johnny Cash described it. He's Except just like, uh, I, he just tells me what I need to hear. I will say that maybe it, uh, the one album that he produced for Gogo Bordello is my least favorite. Yeah, but I think also because you can't really you can't have a producer like that come in. I don't take yeah, the I don't edge think away from a punk band. It doesn't make any sense. You you can't take. I mean, that's like Google is fun because of the fucking rawness. That's there. You know, punk, one of the reasons punk, why man. they uh, wanted Rick Rubin. Why Eugene fucking loves the Beastie Boys. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can he see fucking that. Loves them. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and that was Lufest. Yeah, that was our Lufest this Lufest. year. So um, I had a great time. Yeah, even though I was fucking beat from working yeah. in the mornings, but still, I had a really. good I'm time. I'm still exhausted. I haven't rested in two weeks now at this point yeah. because of, of going straight through from work to that. But luckily, I had um, Monday and Tuesday off, so yeah. I got to chill, get myself back because working those eight hour days and then that fucking hot. We I had to park so far away yeah. both days that like that hike in and out was just like. And you were up a hill too. Yeah, like you were really not in a, a very comfortable spot, but. 
Yeah, so check out some of those bands. Get uh, You literally had to walk up a hill both ways. Yeah. Because I was <laughs> yeah. on the top of a hill. You had to go down to the bottom. Go up another one. Go yeah. down one. Go up one. So you had to walk up hill both ways. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Anyway. But yeah, uh, get Earl Burroughs' album uh, today and yeah. uh, check out Koa and, and you know, American Wrestlers or, or St. Louis and, you know. Uh, and even bigger acts like J.J. Gray and Mofro. Yeah, J.J. Gray. And J.J. Gray. If you never checked Umphrey's McGee, yeah. you like really good technical guitar rock. You're um, going to. You know, get into Pokey. Yeah. Get, you know, get all. Pokey if you like shit. King Crimson and shit like that, you yeah. should check out Humphreys McGee. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I, I, I agree with that. Check out Brandon Flowers' solo yeah, album. It's good shit. Check um, out Nate Roos' solo yeah. shit. Like, it was fucking good, too. And I mean, if you don't know who the fucking Avit brothers are, <laughs> or if you don't know who Ludacris is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just die in a fire. Off. Yeah, die, die in a fire. But no, if you, if, if you don't know who uh, the Avid, you know who Ludacris is. If you don't know who the Avid brothers are, you really check <laughs> yeah. them out. I think they're one, they're one of my favorite bands of oh, all time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, they're just one of the, they're one of the best bands, I think, yeah. of all time. Like, they really are, they're, they're one of those bands where, like, 50 years from now, they will still be relevant musically yeah. because... But you they, know who won't? Mumford and Sons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, and this is like, they, they blew up at the same time. Yeah. Even though it was Mumford and Sons' first album and it was Avid Brothers' fifth album, right. they kind of blew up that same they year. The kinda, year they played the Grammys with Bob Dylan, yeah. both of them did. And that was when that bluegrass and bluesy thing was starting to pick yeah. up again uh, for and the mainstream. Since that, since that time, I've always referred to Mumford and Sons as a poor man's Avid Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Even though their songs are bigger and, yeah. and beautiful and stuff like that, they're just... They're not the pickers and the players no. and the musicians that well, they fucking don't, they don't have the, are. They don't sound like a bunch of guys who just, in their fucking free time, their whole lives, picked instruments and And they and don't sound together. like they're from North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's thing. one of those things. Like, you can get some blues, you know, from the European stuff, but you got to come from the fucking mountains to play like yeah. you're from the fucking mountains. It's the yeah. only way it's going to work, you know. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, check out a lot of this stuff that we've talked about today. Um, Strand of Oaks. Yep. Uh, all them witches. Even yeah. though we didn't see them, I do think but they are a good bands. Cool. Yeah. Lord Huron. That we, we didn't um, have much to say, but Passover. Uh, anything. Uh, Billy Idols. That wasn't a classic album. <laughs> yeah. Anything, go, anything go in the, the past thirty hits. years. Don't yeah. listen to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, that's about. We both had a really good time at Lou Fest. Yeah. Um, and hit us up on Facebook or whatever, even though you won't, and tell us <laughs> if you've hit up any music festivals yeah. this summer. If you went to Bonnaroo or if you were at Lufest, tell us what you thought too. You yeah, know, tell uh, us if you were if you disagree with some of our uh, th- thoughts on yeah. this. Maybe you had a blast at Billy Idol. Yeah. Maybe you also, thought the Also, none Avid of you came and fucking shit. found me, assholes. One person did. Yeah, I'll say other that, Ian. Yeah, other Ian came and saw me. Uh, but, and Andrew. Yeah, that's true. And, Andrew's uh, uh, he he's always going to be around. <laughs> Andrew's going to be coming back on here pretty soon. He yeah. and I talked about it the other day. So Good. Andrew's going to come back in and on. say what's up. Um, um, and that's about it, guys. So uh, thanks for tuning in to this episode. Yeah. Um, um, I did, I did want to talk about Marshall Mathers a little bit. We though. are out, out of time. time okay, yes. that's fine. Unfortunately, we'll wrap it up for the next one. He he was going to do a two parter because he only listened to it once. But unfortunately, we have to go pick up my wife's car. Oh yeah, that's right. We are uh, on a time constraint this time because some fucking dick shifter <laughs> ran her off the road today, and she fucking hit the median and pricks and a half. Um, so we got to go get her car. But uh, thank you yeah. guys for listening. Thanks again. Yeah. Uh, we love you, motherfuckers that yeah. listen, and we know you listen because yeah. we get the numbers. So right. thank you guys so much for listening. Keep it up. Uh, check out the bands we talked about, um, or don't, because yeah. you can do what the fuck you want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's a free country, guys. It is. Well, they say it is. <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> and you might not even live in this country, yeah. so you might not live in a free country. So if you don't live in a free country, listen to the bands we told you about today. <laughs> yeah. We are your podcast communist dictators. <laughs> from the nation of Freshly Baked Crackers. That's right. We are from the nation of, we are from Freshly Baked Nation. <laughs> freshly Baked Crackers. Freshly Baked Nation. Um, so coming up, we do have some more guests that are going to be coming on. I'm trying to work something out with some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm going to reach out to a few more, uh, folks out there right now. So trying to get some, like some really cool guests. Oh, um, yeah. 
and uh, not that any of our guests haven't been really cool guests. <laughs> right. Um, we just get excited about really things. Really enjoyed the hell out of Zach Lindley last yeah, week. Yeah, that was He's a good super talk. awesome yeah. dude. Um, but yeah, so be listening. Be Keep checking us out. We got more stuff coming uh, in the coming weeks and months and uh, all that kind of shit. Yeah. So uh, we might try to figure out how to stream these on video so maybe yeah. you can watch one we'll have to see how that works we're gonna play with some stuff we'll figure that out we just figured audio out last week so <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're just now getting my microphone turned on so yeah. <laughs> apologize once again for ian's mic being off for 10 minutes of the last episode but no, he didn't have a ton to say during also that time. i'm sure it was a bit of a relief for everybody out there i doubt it Most <laughs> people are like shit josh won't shut up this week <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thank jerk. you guys for listening uh we do love you guys very much if yeah. you're listening and um that's about it for this week so yep. enjoy, enjoy your boils, boils.